Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all, I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. Just a quick reminder, if you are new around here and you haven't had a moment to leave a five-star rating or a review, I would appreciate you doing so. And so would the other fangirls and guys out there who are looking for the show because those ratings and reviews help it show up higher in the algorithm. And everyone knows it is no fun to fangirl alone. So go ahead and smash that five stars if you get a chance. Um, and uh, let's go. Let's get started because there's a lot to talk about this week. Ashley is back. Hey, Ash. Hey, I am so excited to talk about this. I can't wait. I I know you are. I know you are. Uh, And we are going to talk about uh, episode four of WandaVision. As you know, that's what this series is all about. It should have been clear from the title. We are going to recap and review each episode as it comes out. And uh, we, we just... We hit the mother load with episode four um, so far. I mean, I have a feeling there's some more tricks up their sleeves for us, but uh, this was an excellent, excellent episode. This is the episode where, you know, Ashley and I like to say, told you so. Like, we told you so. (laughs) Like, just just hang in there. That's a nice way of saying it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Well, you know, we implicitly trust Kevin Feige. We just, we know what he... We know he knows what he's doing, right? And that's why we knew all along that WandaVision was going to be more than it first showed. And that even came from somebody like me, who I am not a comic person at all. I don't read them, as I've mentioned many times before. Even I knew, while those first couple of episodes were banana pants, and on the surface made no sense at all, right? I knew to hang in there. And that's also when I paired up with Ashley, who is a comic book person, to kind of explain all the ins and outs. If you have not listened to episode that we, where we recap one, two, and three, go back and do that. Uh, because I do think that that might help you, especially if you're struggling to get into the show or if you're just not sure what all that meant, but now you're, now you're all in and so you need to go back a little bit. Ashley broke it all down for you. So go ahead and listen to that episode as well if you've missed it. But let's let's go ahead and dive into episode four, the good stuff, as I like to call it. And <laughs> uh, we're going to do this every week as a reminder, guys, uh, until you know WandaVision runs its course. And we're going to talk about each episode as we as we get to see them. And they're going to be super spoilery. So if you are not about that spoiler life, if this is not something you're into and you haven't seen the show yet, go ahead and subscribe and come back to us later. But yeah, we're, we're going to talk about all the stuff. Okay. Right. Like hashtag all the stuff. All right, here we go. Ashley, give us a brief recap of what happened in episode four. All right. Well, episode four was titled, We Interrupt This Program. Which was perfect because it was, it was a kind of, brilliant title. It was a brilliant yes. title. <laughs> I loved it. And from the sneak peek that they released earlier in the week, we knew it was going to be a rewind. So, but this time it wasn't Wanda rewinding it, it was Marvel. And we go back and we see how Sword and the FBI came to be hanging outside of Westview. It opens on a pretty traumatic scene. We have yet to see 
the ramifications of the blip, which is what Marvel calls Thanos' snap, and the people coming back. Far from home, they showed it a little bit, but that was teenagers in a high school, and it was kind of funny, like the marching band running through the gymnasium or something like that. This, on the other hand, opened with Monica comes back. She's in a hospital room next to an empty bed, and she's frantically searching for her mother, Maria Rambo, who was in Captain Marvel. And she finds out that her mom died and her mom died while she had been snapped away. And that was just really emotional. Like, I don't know about you. I got emotional watching that. It was hard because I didn't think about that kind of stuff. Right. Because in Endgame, you're just like, oh, they're all back. Yes. Like, let's beat Thanos down. And then in Again, Far From Home is like, oh, haha, marching band in the gym. <laughs> this is what I love so much about the MCU is that it is for people like you who are super nerdy and will catch all the Easter eggs, which will come and come across some of those in those in this episode as well. But it's also made for people like me, who I did actually have the thought of how did this work? What happened when people came back? How did they come back? What did that look like? I wanted to know that answer. And I truthfully never expected them to tell me. I just thought because of Spider-Man Far From Home, how it was just like they fast forwarded to this is now life after the snap. And they talked about it and whatever, but it wasn't, um, you know, we didn't actually see somebody, you know, reanimate like we essentially did here right. with um, Monica. And so honestly, this was probably, this is the, this three minutes uh, in the very beginning, I will rank right up there with some of my, with probably my top five MCU moments because yes, I was absolutely emotional. I was just sitting there and the acting was so good in this Monica whoa, like every emotion that you could expect was going across her face and being who she is, which is obviously, you know, a bad A um, sword uh, um, um, captain, you know, she she knows how to handle crisis, right? But even she was like, what, what what's going on? And you could see it kind of flit across her face, which I thought was just mm-hmm. really good. And then of course, the heartbreaking news that her mom was gone and that she she was gone and Monica didn't even... Like she was like, I was asleep for maybe 20 minutes. And they're like, no, sweetie, (laughs) it's been years. Yes. Oh gosh. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely heartbreaking, definitely wrenching. But again, I, I, as soon as, you know, the credits started to roll the Marvel, that's when I was jumping up and down. I was pumping my fist. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, My kids were in (laughs) school and they're like, mother, would you calm down? I'm trying to study over here. And I'm just like, no, but did you just see it? And they're like, no, we didn't see we're in school. And I was like, ah, because my mind was blown that they gave me what I wanted. Like the casual, um, I mean, maybe I'm not a casual MCU goer, but you know, you're not a casual MCU. Well, no, but, but you know, (laughs) they they gave me what I was hoping for. It's one of those things that, uh, there's a, a Taika Waititi quote my friend sent me and she summed it up. Jane summed this up perfectly with Taika's quote after she watched the episode. Anyway, it was something along the lines of, you don't know what you want, but I'm going to show you what you need. 
when he was talking that about Natalie Portman coming into, and every even you and I were a little <laughs> sh- little salty about Natalie Portman coming back um, for Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, I can't. Talk I about know her. it's a whole other story, <laughs> but um, which actually we should talk about that at some other point because I got thoughts on that. My thoughts have evolved. Let me just put it that way. Um, but anyway, oh, that's what um, that's what Taika said was basically like, calm down. I got this, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be happy with what happens. So that was kind of my first, when, when they gave me this, I was like, I love you guys. I just love you so much, Marvel. So yeah, that was, that's an amazing, amazing couple of, of minutes um, that again, ties what ended with the infinity saga and ties it now to the start of phase four. Ah. So well done. And it was just so well done on top of that. So very cool. Very cool moments. Yes. Uh, so right after that, we get right into, I'm going to say, the the Marvel-E-ness. Mm-hmm, Marvel-ness? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Of the episode. So like we had told you, hang on, it's coming. So for anyone who thought WandaVision wasn't Marvel enough, episode four is very Marvel-y. And... It pans to the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. We learn that Maria's mother founded S.W.O.R.D. So, yay, girl power. Uh, Since everything that's gone down, there's a new acting director, which made me think of, like, assistant to the regional manager (laughs) from the (laughs) office. But whatever. I I laughed about it. I was like, (laughs) acting director. And he seems like, I mean, Monica knows who he is. He seems pretty okay. However, experience tells us, right, that, the guy in charge probably is a bad guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my spidey senses went up. I will admit to that. Yep. Yeah. So director Tyler Hayward, he gave me some Alexander Pierce vibes, you know, from Captain America, mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier. Uh, also, his last name is kind of sus. <laughs> but anyways, moving on, we can talk about that in a second. Uh, there's a plaque on the wall to her mom. We also learn about S.W.O.R.D.'s new initiative where they're less uh, research-based. Now they're making weapons because there's some threats in space, as Tyler mentions. And Monica is like, well, duh, they've always been there. But we also have allies. Who is she referring to? I'm assuming she's probably hung out with Skrulls and possibly other uh, space entities because she's been in space. Mm -hmm, She mentions mm -hmm. that uh, about the astronaut program. However, her mom put protocols in place that any returning employees from the blip would be grounded, which I laughed, uh, you know, the play on words. Her mom grounded her (laughs) as Mm -hmm, an adult. mm -hmm. Like, you're not going in space, sweetheart. You got to stay here and do some stuff on Earth. Uh, So she learns of this FBI missing persons case. And it seems kind of odd. So they're like, you got to go to Westview, New Jersey. And there she meets Agent Jimmy Woo, who's one of my favorite, like, side characters <laughs> ever. He's so funny. I, He's practicing I, his magic tricks, which I was super impressed with. <laughs> so so quick, quick back date on who um, Agent Woo is in case people don't mm-hmm. know what his history and his story is. First of all, I did a little geeky research and turns out, like, <laughs> Jimmy Woo is comic. Uh, he's been around since before Marvel's been around, like. Jimmy Woo is long, long-term long co- co- comic uh, staple, right? Um, but for our purposes, for those of us who don't do that, for our purposes, Agent Woo was in um, Ant-Man, 
He apparently his phone number also shows up on Melinda May um, on her phone in Agents of Shield. So at some point she was he was a Shield agent, and now he's working with the FBI. But he was uh, mo- what we mostly know him from was when he was assigned as Scott Lang's uh, basically as parole officer. He's like keeping it keeping tabs on um, yes. Scott Lang and Ant-Man <laughs> <So funny. laughs> uh, during his house arrest. And there's some great scenes and they're so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bromance thing that's happening there. And I am sorry, but I would love to see Jimmy and Scott hang out together, which to your point, Same. when, when um, <laughs> Jimmy comes on the scene, the first thing he does is this magic trick with his business card to give it to Monica. Yes. And that is a total callback to Ant-Man mm-hmm. to a scene where Ant-Man's like, I've, I'm stuck like learning close up magic. And Jimmy's like mm-hmm. watching him like, oh, so the assumption is we're tying in that Jimmy learned it from Scott or he took Scott's suggestion and decided to teach himself. We know whatever the answer is. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe someday they'll address that. But um, it was just a really clever blink and you'll miss it. And, mm-hmm. and kind of a situation that, again, only those of us who are big Jimmy Woo, Scott Lang fangirls may maybe would have <laughs> noticed that. Randall Park is the actor and I adore him. If you guys haven't He's seen brilliant. Oh, he's so fun. He's so fun. I loved him in, um, what was the movie with Keanu Reeves? Oh, when he punches Keanu Reeves. Yes. yes. I can't think of the name of it, but it's on Netflix. I'll find it's it. It's him and Ali Wong. Him and Ali Wong. Yeah. So, Which, it's so She's funny. hilarious too. I love her. Hysterical. It's hysterical. But anyway, and Keanu. I mean, come on, guys. You guys got to go mean, watch I, Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, anyway, let's get back to this. So that's who Agent Wu is. If you are not familiar with him or don't know if this guy has any meaning to the past, yes, he does. He Mm -hmm. absolutely does. Um, You will find him in Ant-Man if you want to go back and watch the Ant-Man movies. Yes. Uh, So he's there because he's not working with S.W.O.R.D. He's still with the FBI as we saw him in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And he's there because he's got a witness in witness protection. And his witness just disappeared and she's like monica's like oh okay and he's like yeah but like the weird thing is though i contacted known associates family etc and they don't even know who the guy is so that's weird right the family wouldn't know who it is and then he goes oh so police officers tell her what you just told me and they're literally parked in front of like the big you know when you go into a town like the big town sign that says westview and they're like westview doesn't exist and Monica, like, side-eyes over to the sign, like, Westview doesn't exist. Like, right, dude, there's right. a big sign. Like, do you not see it? But they don't see it. The police cars say Eastview, not Westview. So Wu is like, yeah, so it's not just a missing person. It's legit a missing town. So obviously, that's a little bit more interesting to Monica and to the audience, right? Like, what's going on? So fast forward a bit. Sword comes in 24 hours later. Darcy from the Thor movies shows up. Love her. And she's now Dr. Dr. Darcy. She's got her PhD. And she schools Director Hayward on cosmic radiation. She's the one that figures out, hey, we can like watch this like a TV show. My kids laughed when she asked for the TV and she goes, not a new one. Like, I don't want a flat one. Give me an old one. Right, (laughs) right. It's like, yep. 
The newfangled Dar- ones won't work. <laughs> no, it was not gonna. It's not gonna work for for what Darcy needs. So Darcy, which is funny because she's probably young enough that I don't even know if she would know like if she's ever watched an old TV like that. But Darcy is from uh, the Thor movies. So we've got Ant Man, we've got Thor, and we've got Captain Marvel all being pulled into WandaVision. See how that works, guys? Um, Mm -hmm. So if you haven't seen the Thor movies and you liked Darcy's character, she's hilarious in them. Like, she's she's so good. She doesn't show up in Thor 3, but she is in 1 and 2. And she was an intern um, for er Eric Selvig, and she was Jane Foster's assistant. And she has classic one-liners. And, um, like, my favorite is when she's like, well, when she's like drooling over Thor and uh, well, yeah, that's really yeah. And she's like, uh, this one's going on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, she's just so cute. Anyway, so she's like taking pictures of Hot Thor because I mean, he's Hot Thor, right? Uh, anyway, so that's who Darcy is. And yes, I will say my one annoyance with this was when they show up immediately. They're like, Miss Lewis, come sit over, set up over here, and she goes, uh, it's Doctor Lewis. Now, here's the thing. I know their point was to tell the audience that she is now Dr. Lewis. My issue is that the man should have known she was Dr. Lewis since they freaking invited her out there. And it should have been respectfully, Dr. Lewis, come sit up over here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah, just disrespect. I, get it. I, I, I was like, that's such an easy twist and an easy way that they could have tweaked the the script to have it have somebody literally just say Dr. Lewis and we'd all go, ah, she's Dr. Lewis now. You know what I mean? Like I'm annoyed that she was put in the position, of course, to check them in and tell them, mm-hmm. no, I'm the doctor. Come on, Marvel. You're better than that. That's my only I, complaint that I'm going to give you right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, to me, I read it as I feel like sword is being infiltrated. Like shield was infiltrated. And that was kind of like the, these guys are the jerks of sword moment because Jimmy bless him. I love him. And him and Darcy together in this uh, episode legitimately represented the fandom as they're sitting there watching WandaVision going, what? Why is it a sitcom? Why is it in oh, black and white? Yeah, Why yeah, are they yeah, changing yeah, yeah. decades? I yeah, we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah. <laughs> Wu, Wu was always respectful of her. And it reminded me of like Mandalorian. Like Din was always respectful of the women he was with. Because he's secure in his manhood. But that's a tangent. That's a tangent for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Going back. Okay. So the beekeeper, we remember him, right? Episode two. When he showed up at the end and she's like, no. And rewinds it and he disappears. Well, now we saw the guy going in. He was wearing a radiation suit, which was kind of our theory that it had gotten changed into a beekeeper outfit upon entering her reality. Well... He never comes back out. Yeah, I wondered about which that. Which is interesting. Okay. But what because... did come back out, did you notice, though, that the chain that they had him attached to, which changed to an old school jump rope, like from elementary school. Yes. So that when Franklin... came back out, but he did not. When Franklin goes down into the sewer, because they're like, you go into the sewer system and it's going to get you into Westwood. And so they've got a tether on him. And that way they could feel where he was. They could yank him back out. When he crosses like the force field into Westview or into Wanda's version of this, that tether cut. And so when Sword reels it back in, it 
comes up and yes, it's the old school jump rope. And I was like, ah, I see what you did there. I kind of, I mean, it's like all the little things, right? All these little details that they catch Mm -hmm. and that they, they put on there. Um, And then he went in and wearing a radiation suit, but he comes out wearing this beekeeper because again, like this should start telegraphing. Like this is Wanda's vision. This is what Wanda wants it to be. And she doesn't want to see a radiation suit. Right. And so she changes things. Just dial back real quick because I forgot that we you started saying it and I interrupted you and then we didn't go back to it, but I want to go back to it. Agent Wu and Dr. Lewis get together. They start talking and mm-hmm. she's kind of figured out what's happening here. And the best line that basically sums up all of our WandaVision um, <laughs> answers out there right now, it comes from Agent Wu when he says, so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two <laughs> Avengers? Yes, That's my favorite yes, line. Did. It's the best line. It's it's like it's the the, the best line so far. And uh, there you have it, right? That kind of sums this up. But what I also loved about it was that Wu takes on kind of our the audience's uh, perspective. He is writing up on this whiteboard all the questions that he needs answers to. And they're all questions that mm-hmm. we all are looking for answers to. Why mm-hmm. all the hexagons? Why? What were some of the other things that he he put on there? I can't remember. Uh, he was writing like, why is it a sitcom? Why what, is it yeah. decades? Is Vision alive? Who could yes. be involved? That sort of stuff. Yeah, he was writing down basically all our all our questions. And I thought that again, so smart, Marvel, so smart because you brought us into the story through Agent Wu. So that was great. And then the other funny thing was when they talked about that drone. So we have to correct. Remember, you thought that the drone was actually Monica's helicopter and that Monica had flown it in. You mm-hmm. were right. Semi-correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she, she did. Flew she flew it in by remote. <laughs> that's right. She flew the drone into, into Westview, kind of, you know, what happened. But what, what also made me laugh was, he said, okay, but why does it look different? And why is it in color? And they were like, production design, <laughs> which right. just made me laugh because they're kind of like leaning into the fact that they are actually watching, that they're, that's what they're watching, that they are watching a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Darcy also mentions at some point how she's invested in this when there's a plot twist, you know, and whatever. Yes. And so it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's just relatable. I like these two characters mm-hmm. that they've pulled in because they're also two of the most relatable to us. They're not superheroes. They're smart. They're intelligent. They're fun, but they're just like normal people kind of. And they're using them to play us, you know, in this whole thing. So I loved it. I loved it. Yes, I did too. All right. All right. So the beekeeper comes out and then he disappears. And do you have any guesses what happens with him? Like, is he just like gone? Has he been, uh, what has Wanda done with him? <laughs> so I don't know if it was Wanda that got rid of him completely. Okay. Because I still have my theory that Mephesto is running around somewhere mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. shadows. I also don't 100% think Franklin was a good guy to begin with. Mm. So he's only called Agent Franklin, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I had the theory about AIM a long time ago when I first saw the beekeeper uniform because I'm like, it's very specific. And, you know, you and I know Marvel doesn't do anything Mm -hmm, without mm -hmm. a reason. In the comics, there's a Franklin Hall who worked for AIM. (laughs) And AIM wears beekeeper uniforms. Now, Mm. there was a Franklin Hall that appeared on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he was an old man. This guy clearly isn't old. So this could be a relative. It could be a child. Again, the name, again, specific, right? Why call him Franklin if he's not 
if it's not meant to mean something, it could be a bit of foreshadowing, honestly, that it's aim that's infiltrating sword at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, so the beekeep uniform. I My theory is, is that Mephesto possibly got rid of him or trapped him somewhere and is like, hey, guess what? You're going to do my bidding now because that's what he's good at. Or Wanda has some kind of subterranean prison that we're unaware of at the moment, but we might find it. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, but I'm very curious to find out what happened to Agent Franklin. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because Franklin, you know, doesn't get booted out like we saw Monica right. get booted out. So he just disappears. He just disappears. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens there. The next thing we know isn't this the part where aren't we up to the part where Wanda is doing her thing? Uh, so kind of a little bit before that. Okay. You kind of got into it where they're talking about the whiteboard and all the questions, yep, like yep, yep, yep. what's going on. We did get the names of the real, the real names, I should say, of the missing people, not all of them, but some of them. So Mr. and Mrs. Hart, Norm, Jones, Beverly, and Herb all get real names, driver's license. Right. Agnes, so they, on the other hand, does not have a real world ID because she doesn't. Agatha Harkness, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, We'll, we'll see. But so, so-and-so is cast as Mr. and Mrs. Hart, right? And so they were right. They were still talking in that whole sitcom realm mm-hmm. as well when they were talking about who these real people really are. And then, yes, you're right. Agnes still doesn't have a real world. So we're going to guess that she's going to be the witch. Is that, I mean, yeah. it seems, I mean, it seems obvious, but. It seems obvious that she's Agnes. I mean, or Agatha. I mean, even her name Agnes is a combination of mm-hmm. Agnes Hart. Agatha Harkness so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah after that and after you know they're trying to figure out all this stuff and uh, Darcy's watching and it's that rewind when she's like what did you say talking to Geraldine when Geraldine mentions Mm -hmm. Ultron but Darcy's like well I don't know what happened like first she was there and now she's not and then the camera goes right into the screen the screen is Wanda confronting Monica and we actually see Wanda expel, like using her power, throwing Monica out of Westview. Like she throws that girl through walls, through like fencing, way across the field and out through the force field. She's like, goodbye, you're done. Oh, then she she's was, standing yeah, there she like was, she was tossed. <laughs> yeah, tossed. But then I don't know, like Wanda seemed like, I don't want to say surprise, but definitely, uh, just I don't know like thrown off that she used her powers in that way or kind of upset with herself mm-hmm, that she would mm-hmm. do something like that like she's looking down at her hands and at the destruction in the house like why or oh my gosh like I can't believe I did that so she fixes it real quick because you know visions outside and how did he not hear this we don't know but it's one of those things like all right vision didn't hear all of this crashing but okay she fixes the house he walks in, as we had seen at the end of episode three, asking about Geraldine. And when she turns around to face him, it's dead vision from Infinity War. And I, I was like, oh, it caught me by surprise. And he's like, what's wrong, Wanda? And it's just, you know, the grayed out vision. The eyes aren't there. It's just, oh, it was, gave me chills. Oh, it <laughs> and, was a total jump scare. Like, they managed oh, to put sure. a little jump scare into this this. Uh, the show because mm-hmm. you were not expecting that to happen but whoa did we get it yeah it was like oh okay so he looked exactly as he did after thanos removed the mind stone from his head in infinity war 
And Vision, you know, goes to comfort her and she's just kind of composing herself. And she tells him she has everything under control and that they can't leave because this place is their home, which is something she said in episode two, Mm -hmm. that she wanted them to blend in, to fit in because this place was their home now. Monica also affirms when they're starting talking to her out in the field that Wanda is in control of everything. But there's still some clues that it's very possible that it's not 100% Wanda. And then the viewing ratio, again, it changes from 16 by 9 back to the classic 4-3. So I felt that was interesting. It was like, okay, we're going back to the show now. Everything's fine. We're in a sitcom. And then, of course, the credits hit and you're sitting there going, that was it? I need more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was one of the shorter ones. But, of course, we we want more. Yeah, I made a note and I said something like, reality was creeping into Wanda and she does not like it. No. And then when she says, I have everything under control, like straight up chills. Because, again, as I mentioned before, Wanda is a bad girl yeah. <laughs> and and I think we're going to see more of this and that that when we got to see her actually throw Geraldine out it's like we knew she had done that before but then we saw the exchange and saw it happen and saw her powers come back into play and then saw her reaction afterwards which I agree with you it, either she was upset that she lost control or she's I don't know if it was upset or if it was a Almost like a confusion, but all along she knows that she has powers. So it wasn't that exactly. And, you know, and right. she fixes the walls with her powers and she was painting the nursery with her powers. So it's not, it's not the surprise that she had the powers, but maybe that she used them in that way. Kind of like, huh, I forgot yeah. I could do that. Or, you know, I've been battling with staying in control and not doing that kind of a thing um, because I, I feel like where we're going is that she has built herself this perfect world that she can live in with vision and she does not want to be reminded of the outside world. She does not want to be reminded of necessarily her extreme powers and what she can do and how she used it in the past. She wants to stay where she is, maybe a form of her way of dealing with grief because Vision did die. Like, this is how she's dealing with grief. Right. You know, and and it's just an extreme way of dealing with grief that she took over this whole town, right? But Mm -hmm. she is that powerful that, you know, she can pull this off. So I guess that's where I landed with this was I was like, first of all, super pumped because I felt like this is what everybody's been waiting for. This is what we all wanted. We're getting our, we're getting quote unquote Marvel back, even though, I will say from the beginning, Marvel was <laughs> was there. Like there, yes. there was no get back to Marvel. Like you, I knew from episode one. Like I said, I didn't understand everything, but I knew it was all interconnected and all intertwined. Mm-hmm. And there's a purpose for this. And then I think there's obviously some of the things that you have mentioned, such as the sword acting director. You know that there's a purpose even for this series. What he's working on is a change from what they worked on before. And Monica didn't seem as comfortable with what he was saying. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that, that a lot of this can all get tied back together. And one thing that was in your Easter egg thing, and, and I forgot about it until I read your Easter eggs, but ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding, good catch, Ashley. Director, what's his last name? Harkins. Hayward. 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 Director Hayward. How is he connected to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Okay, well, 
Well, we don't know that he is, but how do we, we think he could be? <laughs> we don't know a hundred percent, but again, let's, let's talk about names, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel doesn't do anything like of all the names. Why did you pick this name? So in agents of shield, a Brian Hayward, he was, was a character. He was a super soldier created by the centipede project, which, uh, for those who are like, what? The Centipede Project was a program that Hydra had to create Captain America-style soldiers. He was one of those soldiers. He attacked Phil Coulson's team. He was eventually captured by them and killed. There was never a mention of a brother. But again, why use the last name Hayward if they're not somehow connected? And like like Patty said, like I said, I got the weird vibe off of him. And I think Monica did too. Especially as they're walking through that hangar of like weaponry and ships, which I have a feeling we will see later somewhere, not necessarily in this series, but somewhere else. We're going to be like, oh, I remember seeing them building that in WandaVision. Um, So, yeah, I mean, again, like Marvel, they don't do anything that's not on purpose. So, yeah, I have to agree with you that I think it's all, you know, intertwined on some level and there's going to be. There's going to be points for a lot of these things, if not coming to fruition in this show, possibly in future shows. One thing that I was talking to a friend, uh, I've I've seen a lot of folks who are interested in watching the Marvel movies in order or what they need to watch to understand this show. And I've got that for you. I'm going to link it in show notes. So there's some blog posts for you guys to check out. But one of the things that, that, that came up was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Do you need to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to understand what's going on? Now, officially and originally, the answer is, was, is no, because they were kind of separate entities. They, they ran in the same universe, but at some point, somebody made a decision that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not going to tie directly to the MCU, like how WandaVision is clearly tying everything back into the, uh, to the MCU. That being said, there were a lot of things in agents of shield that you can pick and choose and you can see, and you can find things. And I'm wondering if say um, this new last name that's popping up, like if they're making a concerted effort to kind of go back and correct some of those decisions that were once made, you know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe there is a connection between these two guys, their brothers or cousins or whatever it ends up being. And that that factors in. So for right now, I will say you don't have to, but you should watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's amazing, but you don't have to. Um, However, who knows? That could change. I I think Marvel could tie more things back to the agents. We'll just have Mm -hmm. to see what they decide to do with all of this. I agree. I think that they might be trying to tie some stuff in. I was kind of uh, on the team of like sad, sad when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stopped going along with the movies. Oh, yeah. I like, it started like, like, I, like, I wanted yeah. them to be like, inter- oh, you know, like the new shows totally. are going forward. A hundred percent in the universe. Super connected. You need to watch it because it's going to tie in somewhere. So and they, I, and they literally did with some of the timelines of things, like some stuff, like when I know when, when season like finished before Winter Soldier, and then when it came out the next season, it was clearly after Winter Soldier. Like they didn't tie it exactly directly to a one-in-one tether, but the timeline was there. It fit with, with what they were doing. So 
Yeah, with you. Like the first, I think it was the first season, we actually had some Thor characters show up. Lady Sif. Love Lady Sif. That's right. And and there was a lot of talk about Thor and Colson would mention about, you know, working with these people. And um, and Maria Hill was in it and Fury was actually in one of the episodes. I think only one. Um, But yeah, at the beginning, it looked like they were going to tie it in. And then there was like, like I said, this decision was made. Nope, we're going to run these as separate entities. And who knows? Maybe they're bringing it back in. My whole point is Agents of Shields, awesome series. If you want to get really nerdy because it gets really weird and really nerdy, then you like funky stuff. This is the show for you. But I don't think it's I don't think it's required watching <laughs> to understand what's happening with WandaVision. However, it's a fun show if you need a binge. For sure. All right. Well, that's 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 it. That's a wrap on on episode four. And it was a good one. And uh I can't wait to see what what's gonna happen with with the next episode. Um a little salty that they're making us wait every week. I get why they're making us <laughs> wait every week. I get it. I really do. But I this is the kind of stuff I like to binge. So it's a little annoying, Disney. I'll just throw that out there at you that I just wish you'd release it all. <laughs> <laughs> However, what would be the fun in that? We couldn't do this uh, podcast episode week by week if that was mm-hmm. the case. So there you go. Exactly. It gives us time to like truly digest it, watch it like 6,000 times to find right. all the little things. <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. So, all right, you know, this is getting good. And we have so much more to come as the series will unfold. And if you want to keep fangirling the MCU, as you do, then come back next week after you watched episode five. Because as you know, it is no fun to fangirl alone. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>